Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're back. The X-Boys are back. I'm Henry. I'm Andrew. I'm John. And we're going to be talking about episode 6, Cool Vengeance, and episode 7, Slave Island. Uh, and Scotty does not know. What Scotty, doesn't Scotty know? Technically, you know, different lyrical meanings here, but Scotty does not know about Wolverine's feelings for his girlfriend, Gene. Are they girlfriend and boyfriend? Probably. Scott and Gene? Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they went on, on that date so. last episode. You don't take a friend to Phantom of the Opera. Right, no. right. True. Yeah, so, I mean, let's just get into it. We start this episode. Wolverine's missing after last episode. They got no idea where he went. Nope. And we uh, do. Yeah, we do. And pretty immediately, Cyclops is pissed. Well, he must have had a good reason. I don't buy that, Gene. That's Yikes. a rude way to talk to your significant other. That, to talk to anyone, let alone your significant other. He's got an other. attitude problem. And I, I'll tell you what, that I'll, gene. I'll tell you what, Henry, you're going to have a hell of a time this week defending your boy Cyclops. Yeah, well, but the thing is, from his perspective, uh-huh. he, he's seen Wolverine be not a team player at all. Just only wanting to do his own thing. Yeah. And we thought they were like we thought they were buddies recently, but it seems that maybe they're back on the rocks. I think they just kind of squash their beef like temporarily, you know, to come together to avenge Every more. Now and then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to Every- save the mission, but uh and- <laughs> I think we're gonna gather evidence in this episode and I want you to tell me by the end, Andrew, you'll be the tiebreaker. Uh oh. Who's shittier? Don't- Gambit or Cyclops? Okay. Gambit or Cyclops. Don't- well, it's how about we pivot away from both of them? Because this episode, we're focusing on our boy Wolverine. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he's gone. Cyclops is pissed. Jean then blames herself. She's like, Cyclops walks away. She's like, it's because of me. So she's in a real tough predicament here. Yeah. But enough about them. Which we catch up Jean with Jean doesn't guy. know. Wolverine huh? is doing some soul searching. He's doing some skiing as well. <laughs> That's right. He's skiing. I forgot he skis in this. <sighs> There's no place like home. He skis up to a mountain. He see so where is he from? I mean, he's in Canada Alaska right now. Or he's Canada. from mountain. Got it. <laughs> Big snowy mountain. Yeah, he's from the wilderness. Yeah, he's he's a Canadian guy. Look, he's just looking for peace. He's re- the moral of this episode is he is looking for peace, and will he find it? The moral? No, is? no, he won't. Actually, spoiler alert: he's yeah, not going to find there's it. There's no peace to be had because we scroll scroll. Yeah, the official word for a camera moving up is scroll. Yeah, we scroll up. <laughs> We're experts here, like, we, like we said. The camera scrolls up to find Sabretooth. And he double been, clicks on. Yeah. Right Still in his, I, I want to point out, Wolverine is in proper snow attire. Yeah, he's yeah. ready for the, the Arctic winds. And Sabretooth is just in that same onesie he's always been in the entire he's, episode. Yeah, he's been tracking him. Um Sabretooth doesn't have a dick, right? Like that's just, just yeah. His... I think so. That's probably why he's. I mean, it's part it's, of the reason why he's so angry. It's very cold out too, so you know. It's... Uh, listeners, tune in. Let us know if you think he has a dick. <laughs> this is we'll good be doing stuff. a Twitter poll. <laughs> um, I'd also like to bring this up real quick because it's a. It is what this episode is. A lot of it is about. Sabretooth is a full-on psychopath. Oh, totally. He's a sociopath. He has, yeah. you know, like we were. That's the point. In past episodes, we were like, "What's their deal?" Like. Is it deeper? Is it blah, blah, blah? No, he just like literally wants to ruin Wolverine's life. I mean, at this point, yeah, that's all it's about. It's and, like- f- and also, you'd think it would be the opposite because Sabretooth killed his friends, as far as we know. But that's the difference between them. Sabretooth keeps he saying he wants, wants revenge. To that's why Wolverine. Him. What revenge? Like, what did Wolverine do to him? Friends, 
Ranch is the dish best served called Sabertooth. Yeah, he's just popping off with I, these lines, by the way. I'm thinking that maybe we'll come to find that uh, their backstory is a little bit more complicated than we were led to believe. Okay. Maybe okay. maybe one Fair. thought one betrayed the other before the other, perhaps. Okay. And there's a bit of miscommunication there between these yep. two guys. I can't wait. But I, I have to put to bed my theory, like I did last episode, of Sabretooth and Wolverine being a thing. You're right. Yeah, that's done. Gene, you know, Wolverine's in love with Gene. That's, we know that. But is Sabretooth crushing hard on Wolverine? And the unrequited love is what makes him so furious. I don't know, because he's trying to get, like, he's got so much dynamite. He also is constantly <laughs> talking so much shit to him. Yeah. He won't yeah. shut up. Like, th he's giving Beast a run for his money in the beginning of this episode, because he won't stop talking. Yeah. I mean, they, so, so they get into a fight. They're they're tussling around. Well, going I mean, it's crazy. not just a fight. It's like I would argue it's one of the best fights we've seen so far. Oh, they, that's yeah. the like, other thing. The first five minutes of this episode yeah. is just like Wolverine and Sabretooth, and fighting. they bumped up the animation budget or whatever. I don't know. I think they spent way more on this episode. You than can they tell. Have. Yeah. Well, I will say it's a good fight. I don't like the bombs. The bombs are weird. It gets pretty Looney Tunes with uh... the bombs are weird. But yeah. the yeah, so he Wolverine. He like blow so Sabretooth like blows a bridge, an ice bridge that Wolverine's on. They get into a whole little tussle. Eventually Wolverine falls into the into the water and the cold Arctic sea. Yeah, and, and Sabretooth will surely die. continues popping off. Let the ice be your tombstone. Here lies Wolverine alone. Shut up. Like he thinks he's dead and he's and just like point, screaming into the void. Wolverine's just underwater, can't hear any of this. <laughs> and then he pop and then Wolverine pops up onto a piece of ice. He's furious. <laughs> listen listen how listen to his anguish. <laughs> and then no! Wolverine responds with what we're all thinking. At least I won't have to listen to your flapping mouth anymore. Just shut up, dude. Like, leave me alone. And then he keeps talking. But even after then, that. Sabretooth's like, "Well, well, you're still gonna die out there. You're <laughs> yeah. holding on to an ice slab. You're you're still dead. Screw you, man." <laughs> yeah. So he, he like he's like, "Whatever. You're gonna die out there. You'll freeze to death." Um. And then uh, Wolverine gets picked up from by the uh, Inuit people, right? Puyeta. Yep. Puyeta the leader of the tribe. Kiwak and. Yep, so he, he and then <laughs> Sabretooth is packing up, he's ready to go home, and then he hears a motorboat and sees that he got saved. <laughs> and, and Oh, I, so, I also, he is packing up, but he's packing up a snowmobile, so at some point <laughs> Sabretooth went from X-Mansion, yeah. uh, was like sort of looking at Wolverine from afar, at one point got a snowmobile and like packed up a little backpack no, to go to the mountains, he's, but still kept on that freaking like leotard that he, he wears. He's like on, he's... He's driven, and I think he's way beyond anything that Magneto is assigning him. I think he's just like, yes. hey, I gotta, um, I, I have like a doctor's appointment <laughs> tomorrow. This I, is like extra credit. He's yeah. just doing this on his own. Yeah, um, so I'm, he, I'm not gonna lie. This whole time I've been thinking about Sabretooth's dick. Still, oh, um, no. <laughs> is that a uniform? You're saying that he's wearing something. <laughs> I yes. thought that was his skin. You thought that was his skin? No, dude. Dude, My it's a costume. My entire life, I thought that was his skin. <laughs> it's a costume. Wait, that's why? There's I thought no you were collar. Just, There's I thought no you were seams. just making a joke because there was no bulge or whatever. I was like, oh, ha, ha. You know, he's saying, this no, is podcast you history. You literally <laughs> think that Sabretooth's skin is this, like, brown and yellow. I think he's a weird fuck. 
Dude, no, it's uh, just like a skin tight like leotard thing that he wears. Yeah, uh, that's bad. No, dick- that's dickless. <laughs> no, that's definitely a uh, uniform. I actually had a similar thing with Jean in the first episode. I thought she was wearing like a. She definitely does not have a dick. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now that we know of. I thought that her costume was like Xena, like you know what, I mean? like a gladiator outfit, oh, and then the, oh, like and a then skin on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's not skin, skin on the side. It's no. not skin. No, it's and I was not. like, this is very revealing for a kid. The X Men costumes are have always been tasteful, and they always will be. Except the X Men villains are in the nude. <laughs> You have a coward's <laughs> luck, Wolverine. <laughs> that might be my favorite line of the episode. Yeah, so he's pissed. He sees Wolverine gets taken away by Puyeta and the and the and the and the and the <laughs> Wolverine wakes up in a tent of some kind. Yeah, he has no idea where he is. Puyeta fills him in. He's like, "Listen, we're we're gonna take care of you." Blah blah blah. And Wolverine's like, "Wait, you don't even know what I am, do you?" He's like, I'm going to heal real quick, but, like, whatever. I'm not even going like, to explain it to you. I don't even know what you're talking about, but okay. And they yeah, both Wolverine's agree like, to I'm going to do like, some chores and work out the kinks. Yeah, Wolverine's cool. He's like, I'm going to I'll, I'll help you guys bit. out. Thanks so much for saving me. Um, just another point that Wolverine's just a good dude. He really is. What follows is us seeing Wolverine at his absolute happiest. <laughs> he's He's helping them fish. He's doing and chores. He's he's bringing in the fish. He yeah, and as he's casting out a net, he says cool things like, "It's all in the wrist." And then this actually he's is like a, showing these Inuits how to fish better than them. Which it's is a little <laughs> white savior. But it's it was, a little Dances last with samurai. Wolves was like very hot at the time, so I think that's right. mostly what they were kind of like that. And Last of the Mohicans, the kind of yeah. like white savior trope, right. which like was huge in the early 90s like they already they already know what they're doing but he's just doing it very well the real reason we see this as an issue is our guy kia walk yep doesn't like getting one-upped by this newcomer this outsider he walks apparently a, a detroit tigers fan he's a tigers fan he has a detroit tigers <laughs> they hat inexplicably on. gave him a detroit tigers hat to wear Curious if that's because they hate the Detroit Tigers and they wanted to give it to the guy who's an asshole in this episode. I'm not sure because he does have a good arc. Like he comes around. He does. But there's some reason we'll have to interview the uh, the writer Jimmy Jimmy T Bone. That's a baseball. (laughs) (laughs) I do think I have it. Like I think Wolverine is better at all this stuff. A because he's stronger, but B he's got heightened senses, so he can like smell the fish. Yeah, I get it. The fish are, and he's you know he's an X Men. He's athletic. He's coordinated. He's just a superhuman. So this is also after him saying it's all on the wrist. <laughs> Reminds me of the story about the one that got away. But I never put much stock in fish stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a hit. Dude, Everyone loves him. What? What? Is, who is this guy, and what has he done with Wolverine? Like he's found peace. He's the most he's ever sounded like a pirate. Too. The only time he's oh, ever yeah. really made a real joke, and I don't get it. What's the joke? I don't put much stock in fish stories. I don't much. I don't put like, much stock in fish. Is stock? Like he says like it the, like it's a pun hit, or something. The like punchline is I think like it's one of those cases where he laughs so hard at his own joke that they they're like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like don't, it, don't hurt us. Well, okay. it reminds me of the one that got away. But I don't put much stock in fish stories. So he's talking about like the fish that got away as opposed to a girl. There's probably a really obvious answer, joke? and somehow we're not. Oh, and like, we're just idiots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, well, you're, you're being Keoch right now, where you're like, no, this is not a funny joke. Why yeah, is everyone you're like Keoch, Wolverine? Yeah, I mean that's what you're I was such thinking. Such a Keoch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't say that. Um, yeah, so Kiowak is 
getting jealous. Um, yeah, but but Wolverine comes back to the tribe and he talks to the old man, and the old man basically says, "Like, look, dude, you can stay here as long as you want. Like, yeah, you're you've being got helpful. A, you've got a family. You're helpful. Like, you know, you can go in your own time." And Wolverine's like, "There's something I want to tell you, but I'm not sure if I can." And he's like, "Hey, I just feel at peace." Well, he found peace. No man seeks peace so hard as one who does not have it in his heart. I wish I could tell you. Only you can decide when the time is right. This guy Pieta speaking, knows what's up. He's speaking Wolverine's language. He knows, you, like he can see his pain. Oh yeah. You think about Wolverine in the last episode where he's like, "Storm's gonna say if she needs help, let her let her make her own decisions." Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah now yeah. you got this elder telling Wolverine the same shit. This is his people. He's found his place. He's found peace. He doesn't know how to feel peaceful. It's a beautiful moment. And and he goes a little step further. <laughs> we all need to forget ourselves and be a child again. That right there is the theme of the X-Boys. It really is. <laughs> it really is the, the theme of this podcast. <laughs> We're forgetting our miserable lives. <laughs> Specifically, Wolverine's about to get tossed in the air yeah, I love by that. a tarp. But well, she comes over. She's like, join us. And they're tossing people. He's Wolverine's like, oh, like, I don't like heights. Yeah, like, he's scared of heights. No, he says he, he gets airsick is what he says. <laughs> I warned you. <ya. laughs> yeah. So they're all having a great time. But yeah, the scene ends with them tossing him up on that tarp, and he's just having the time of his life. And but well, you know who's not having the time of his life? Freaking Keywalk. The guy Keywalk, he's wandering off. He's pissed. Jealous. He's mumbling. And not to, to mention, Keywalk looked like a fucking fool earlier when they were fishing. He, oh, that's Wolverine right. Wolverine pulls up big sacks of fish, and, and Keywalk tries to muscle his own bags, and it all falls apart. Everyone, Everyone laughs, laughs at, him. at him. It's really it's like bad. I remember being that kid in church, you know, at the end of the youth group and you know you're stacking up chairs and you see like the strong football kid grab yeah. like 10 chairs and you're like i could do that and then you just fall on your face and your childhood crush just stares at you and laughs at you while you uh just writhe on the ground in pain while your shins are bruised and your arms are bruised and your ego's bruised <laughs> so i can relate to Keywalk on a personal level yeah right wait so what does Keywalk say I was the one they cheered before Wolverine. Now he's their hero. A stranger. So that is exactly Ooh. what Spider-Man's going to say when Wolverine enters the MCU. I actually think <laughs> I actually think Spider-Man's going to say that when Morbius enters the <laughs> I was the one they cheered before Morbius. In reality, Morbius enters the MCU and everyone's like, "What the fuck is going on? Why is this guy here? Is he all right?" I was the most applauded moment before Flash entered the Speed Force. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean that. But that is again a major theme of the franchise of this this fear of the outsider, this fear of the stranger, and also this fear yeah. that humans have of mutants taking their place in society. True. Which is this weird reversal thing that's happening, especially told through the story of like a guy coming into an Inuit tribe, and it, there's a whole lot of complicated themes there with imperialism and yeah. colonialism and, and, and race and xenophobia and deep show. Good show. Yeah. If you, if you want to learn about that stuff, uh, Wikipedia, <laughs> they'll do it for you. Anyway, so colonialism. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Keywalk runs into our guy, Sabretooth. Sabretooth still on his mission. Yeah. He's just, he can't get enough. But he sees Keywalk and he's like, Oh, I saw this guy hanging with Wolverine. I'm gonna kill this dude. And Keywalk goes, Whoa, 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 whoa. Not no, so no, fast. No, dude, we both hate that guy. Also hate Wolverine. Let's make a deal. Yeah. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Except yeah. one of them's not gonna get their back scratched, they're gonna get their tribe destroyed. 
work, they're going to get their ass slapped. So <laughs> Keywalk, <laughs> so Keywalk uh, next day brings Wolverine out into the water. He's like, hey, we're going to go on a hunting mission. He, Let's challenge, do this he challenges him specifically. Right. He says, I'm going to challenge you on the water. We're going to go to the hunting grounds, and whoever can hunt the most fish wins. Or and Wolverine's like, like I guess. Like, yeah. He whatever, blows it dude. immediately because he alludes to, like, yes. maybe we'll see some old friends there. Yeah, and he's I'm, not good. Yeah, at he's it. like, maybe we'll run into some old enemies or some like, old friends. Like, I doubt it. Uh, anyway. I think Wolverine immediately knows what's going on. He does. He's just going along with it and, like, getting Keywalk far enough away where you can like really slap him straight like he sniffs out this great old Corleone situation when they take oh, him out on a boat yes he knows something's oh not that right. had to have been what they were going for mm-hmm. with that yeah and he's like dude what what what's happening and yeah they he, get out way out to the hunting grounds his his spider senses start going off and they they zoom on back to camp and it's destroyed it's absolutely demolished horrible horrible situation and you realize it was, it was definitely Sabretooth and he's like Dude, what the fuck did you do? And Keywalk's like, I, 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 I didn't think this would happen. And then Wolverine screams. There's no peace for me, even here. This is all my fault. And Keywalk's like, well, actually, it's mine. And Wolverine hates that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, what? But he does spare he's, him. He Again, like, Wolverine, he's a he good like guy. immediately pops his claws with Keywalk. Yeah. Like he's, you know he wants to kill him, but then he like he does his deep breaths. Yeah. And he goes, all right, it's time to go after Sabretooth. He pulls his mask out and he says, I'm going this alone, even though Keywalk wants to help him. He says, you've done enough. Thank you. Goodbye. He's like, you suck. We already went over this. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go find Sabretooth on my own. Which he does pretty quickly. Night falls. Now it's nighttime. Yeah. He stumbles across Sabretooth. And yeah, I mean it's on site. <laughs> another, well, the another another important thing is that Sabretooth has brought out more explosives. Oh yes, I, yeah. Oh, I should yeah. point out Real that when he does find Sabretooth, Wiley Coyote moment. He's Sabretooth has pulled his signature move of tying a bunch of people to an ice bridge that is rigged with explo- two explosives on I either side. I wish this just happened. Like every time you see Sabretooth, he's just got people tied up to a bridge. Like, What's it gonna be, Wolverine? Just some kind of like Wiley Coyote thing. One and thing I also love is like anytime Sol- Sabretooth and Wolverine talk, Sabretooth calls him old man like all the it's time. Awesome. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Um, so they fight, they get into it again. They start fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. I mean, it's a, another long fight. Like, it's, it's an episode sweet. full it's of It's worth fights. mentioning. Wolverine says before this fight, he's like, I don't want to fight you anymore. Yeah. I don't care who started it. It's There's time to piece. bury it. He tries to be the bigger man. Yeah. He's, he's shown a lot of growth in his spiritual journey this episode. Yeah. Beats himself up for everything. His walkabout. Blames himself. There's a lot of guilt going on in Wolverine's life. Yeah, because everywhere he goes, there's nothing but pain and misery. There is no peace for him. I feel at peace. Not anymore. They fight, <laughs> and uh, basically, long story short, after a cool fight scene, Wolverine basically dodges an attack, and Sabretooth flies off the cliff. Whoa, 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 whoa! Kay. I think you're you're what? missing a key part no. of this fight. Where I don't even care about this show, Sabre- dude. <laughs> <laughs> the snow, the snow to the eyes. I just start getting I just like want super. Get over. Let's just. I'm like. What's the next episode? Let's just get <laughs> yeah, we get it. Sorry, They're X-Men. They fight. Oh, you're right. There's the some snow. six. To- oh, I'm an idiot. Fight, like, Wolverine's got Sabretooth on the ropes, and Sabretooth just grabs Snow and like throws it in Wolverine's face, which is, I guess, Wolverine's ultimate weakness. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, he's like, my eyes. And, oh, as we all shit, know, and water is- and snow in the eyes. No, it's because it got up his nose and he smells everything. His senses are gone. Suddenly he's like, where's the ozone? He's blinded. His nose is clogged. He can't sense his environment. No, totally. I get it. And then Sabretooth is about to just rip his throat out when... (laughs) Here comes Keywalk. Saving the day. 
smashes Sabretooth over the head with like a log or something. And uh, yeah, that gives Wolverine enough time to get his bearings. Sabretooth tries to jump at him again, and Wolverine uh, dodges out of the way. And uh, he flies it. on down. Kiwok doesn't just swing that thing, he swings it like his favorite Detroit Tigers baseball player, Ricky Doodad. Ricky Doodad. Ricky Doodad. 1992. Everyone knows Ricky Doodad. Ricky Doodad. That's not a real player, Henry. Oh. <laughs> I literally was like, yeah, I love Ricky. Four time Golden Glove. Uh, yeah. Three time All Star. Ricky Doodad. Safe enough to be ridiculous that you would not think it was a real name. I think I like sometimes black out while I'm doing this podcast and I'm just like, yeah, right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what happened next? There so, is a cool moment in that fight too, where um, Sabretooth like does throw Wolverine off the edge, but then Wolverine does a backflip yes. and throws his claw out into the side of oh, the cliff, so he catches and then himself. yeah, catches himself on it and then climbs back up. Like that's awesome. I love the I love the X Men using their abilities in cool in inventive ways. You better believe we're gonna point it out every time it happens on oh, the Xbox because yeah. that's the kind of shit we care about here. So Sabretooth flies off. Wolverine says. Lots of luck, pal. Stay gone this time. They right. dispatch the bombs. They save everyone. And uh, yeah, by the way, he also throws those bombs down where Sabretooth just fell. So like, yeah. If you didn't think he died from the fall, which that's he why he probably said, didn't. That's why he said lots of luck, pal. Lots of luck. Here's dynamite. <laughs> Kiss you later. Here's a taste yeah. of your own medicine. But pal. let's be real, Sabretooth is fine. There's no way he's gone. Forever. He's got to be coming back. There's no way they dispatch him halfway through season one, right? Yeah. If he comes back wearing the same thing, I think we can all oh, say Jesus he's naked. <laughs> we'll have to find out. I guess we'll see. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. Yeah, Keywalk Wolverine save everybody. Wolverine apologizes. And then this weird kind of ending moment, Puyeda's like... Dude, it's very strange, yeah. He's like, nah, I guess we're done with this like old life. We're going to go to the city. I'm yeah. like, what? It's well, very... he just found out mutants exist, so he's like, damn, there's some cool shit happening while, <laughs> while we've been out <laughs> yeah, here. Like, well, it's, we like this, see it. it's this really bittersweet ending where they're like, yeah, the old ways of life are gone. And yeah. like we have to, all the young people in the tribe have been wanting to move to the city for a while, so we're going to do that now. And it's like... It's kind of sad. We have to, but he's yeah. also saying like we have to make way for the new ways, which is kind of a progressive idea. Yeah. But then it's like, but you're also doing away with this like old... Like, I can't tell if that ending was supposed to be, like, oh, Wolverine helped them move on to, like, the new ways. Because in my mind, I was like, well, this is kind of fucked up. He's like... No, in my, it's like a bittersweet thing. Yeah, okay. It's a tra- anti-white savior. Yeah. No, it's a tragedy. It's yeah. the thing right. that drives Wolverine, I think, back to the X-Men, where he's like, you know, so, yeah. that that's a place where I can use my powers for good and not, like go out into the world and, like, cause problems, but, like, stay at the X-Mansion and protect people. Yeah. Professor so, X, I'm going to need you to install a trampoline. <laughs> so Wolverine jumps on a big trampoline and says, So long, suckers! And blasts <laughs> off, and that's the end of the episode. Stay tuned, because we're heading to Slave Island. It's not the end of the episode. Wait, whoa. <laughs> Dude, what? Sorry, what's up? <laughs> just blasted through it, man. <laughs> So you might be wondering, wait, 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 wait. We saw Cyclops and Gambit and, and Storm and, and Rogue and Jean Grey and Jubilee and Professor X. Right, now you're just showing off. Guys, it's not <laughs> no. a big oopsie on our part. No, you're sitting there wondering, where's the X-Men? Why haven't they talked about what the X-Men are doing? Well, we wanted to get Wolverine's story out of the way so that we could really just focus all in now on, meanwhile, back at X-Mansion, things are not going right. great. Yeah, we split these up because we figured, why not just keep all the... 
episodes separate, these little storylines separate. It's great. We can really focus on how great Gambit is now and how awful Cyclops is. Let's uh, get started. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, in, in episode six, it, it does uh, have an opening at X-Mansion where uh, Cyclops and, and Gambit are whew, they're going at it. They are not getting along because Gambit, he wants to go check out this cool haven for mutants called Genosha. It's a paradise. Literally the first line of the episode is, I won't have you spreading lies and disrupting the team. <laughs> you afraid you'll lose your job? You won't be leader no more? They are going at it. All because Gambit wants to go on a vacation. <laughs> All because he just wants to check out a place that's potentially... Welcomes mutants. Welcoming for mutants. And yeah. Like, he's heard rumors that Genosha is a very welcoming place. And he's like, let's just fucking check it out. And Cyclops is like... Nobody told us to. <laughs> thing, yeah, that's the thing. If Cyclops was saying this seems suspicious, I don't know if we should do it. Cool leader move. Yeah, so he's right. But he's just. But he's no. saying no. We don't get to go on vacation. We're axmen. I no. don't apologize for command decisions. I will say though, coming off of the last episode, which was the last time he had a good time, which was when he went on that date with Gene. He got kidnapped by Morlocks, and things did not go so great. So I do understand where he's like, look, we no, this is no time for vacations. Like we gotta. V- kind of figure out our new place in this world before we uh, go off vacationing in Genosha. You either follow orders like the other members of this team or you're out of it. And he's also fired up because Wolverine left and he's still pissed. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's fair. Yeah. He's hurting. I mean, that's the thing. His leadership is taking kind of a beating. I mean, yeah, Beast is gone. Morph is dead. Wolverine ran away. He was kidnapped. So was Gene. Like, jeez, they're just... But let's just say, besides Wolverine, Gambit is not the guy you want to fuck with. If you want to settle this, mon ami, then let's do it. He he fires up a card. He's ready to rock. Thankfully, you don't mess with him, dude. Xavier comes in, diffuses the situation and immediately. Cyclops immediately melts into a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> Professor X is yeah. like, "Hey, what's the what's the situation?" They explain it, and he's like, "Oh, well, like that sounds like a good idea." Yeah, we obviously, go check it out. And if the inhabitants of Genosha are encouraging mutants to live among them, this is an opportunity we can't miss. Genosha could be an example for the world. That would be incredible. Oh. Like what? Wow, Cyclops. That's what Gambit just said. Whoa, he, he has a dude. big smile on his face. He's just like, that would be incredible. Like, Great advice, Xavier. He's insane. <laughs> Good idea, boss. <laughs> you want me to polish your bald head? <laughs> it's it's really insane. Wait, wait. And then he is Professor such a X tells scout. him to chill out, which is my favorite thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. He goes... And you tried to relax a little. He's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're wound up. He's like, I've been listening with my brain, with my brain powers for the past five minutes, and you got to chill the fuck out. So Xavier tells Cyclops to assemble a team to go check out Genosha. And Cyclops picks Gambit, Jubilee, and Storm to go check it out. He's going to stay behind. He gives them the great cover of acting like tourists. Yeah. Gambit walks out, says a cool line. Relax, Cyclops. All work and no play makes Jacques a dull boy. I mean, Cyclops, Cyclops just got him. pummeled in this scene. <laughs> yeah, he really did. Dude looks like trash. He's getting pummeled in these first six, seven episodes. <laughs> Maybe we could all use a vacation. Yeah, from Gambit. Ooh. Ooh. Son of a bitch. But I have you- a feeling this is going to get zero stars from John. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can tell that that's just Cyclops... He's like, I got punked. Yeah, no, I totally. Really got punked by Gambit. God, he he made me look here. bad in front of the professor. <laughs> Stop making me look bad in front of my girlfriend. Gene, I'm sorry for my tone. It's just, I'm about to burst. <laughs> <laughs> I was out in the sun for too long. 
All right, so our, our team uh, shows up on Genosha. They show up at the we airport. Here? Well, first I want to say... Yeah, keep going. That Oh, yeah. Uh. Oh, we're vibing out. We're in Genosha. We're chilling. They arrive. They're dressed in their vacation clothes. Jubilee's got her shades. Awesome. Aurora. Va- yeah. Aurora, she's got her pink, uh, big, billowing pants you know, her tank top. And Gambit, <laughs> he's wearing the same old uniform he always wears. <laughs> he's yeah, not even trying know. to hide. He's literally just wearing armor. Literally in his X-Men armor. <laughs> Um, and you know what? He looks fucking good in it. He does look really cool. I guess uh, that's why he vacations in it. Yeah. So they go into the front desk area, and Gambit, he sees a sign that says, ask about our mutant discount. And he goes, oh, look at this. And Storm's like, dude, maybe chill. Like, we don't have all the information yet. You don't we have don't to, know. like, front load that we're mutants. Yeah, here. exactly. I got to say, the music really hypnotizes you in a way where it's like, uh, this I, is tru- a great I place. trust Genosha. Yeah, yeah. Slave yeah. Island rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine it just says like a sign. Genosha Slave <laughs> Island underneath. It's like, um, wait a wait second. Wait a minute. The dude's like, you forgot to change the fucking sign. Um, <laughs> guy at the front desk is like, oh, absolutely, no problem. You look at his computer and it's scanning footage. Their eyeballs. Yeah, he's scanning their eyebrow- eyebrows and <laughs> sees footage of Storm transforming in the mall. Yeah, that, he, like, he sees footage episode. from the previous episodes that we've seen of all of our kick-ass mutants, and he's like, uh, he gets on the phone privately and is like, uh, yeah, I got some guests that you might be interested in. Yeah. Uh, I, thought, I thought it was just because Storm was hot. Well, there's, yeah, there's that part, too. Uh, she actually does look incredible in this episode. <laughs> she really Sorry. does, yeah, no, she looks <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> So they get their reservation. The guy's like, send them to this bungalow. It's a little creepy. It's a little weird. They settle down. Oh, and he makes a phone call, and he's like, we got more of them. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm. Uh, they settle into their Genosian paradise, and Gambit says this. Maybe Genosha is a paradise. That music suggests now, otherwise. I like, kept that music in the clip. Straight up from like the commando soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. like, because as that music is playing, we see a giant battalion of soldiers surrounding their Armed villa. guards with like high-tech armor and weapons. Like, robots. Giant robots. Not sentinels yet, but just these giant mechs. Big yeah. blue boys. I mean, it yeah. looks insane. Yeah. It's bad. So uh, they gas the villa. They come out. They're like, what the fuck is going Gambit, on? Storm, and Jubilee, they're blasting out of there. Well, here's like, the thing. Most episodes would end right here with them surrounded. Like, it would just say, to be continued. Yeah. I'm like, okay, great episode. Let's move on. They show a fucking fight in yeah. this scene, and it's cool. Yeah. Gambit, Storm, and Jubilee, they do a pretty decent job fighting off this massive force. Well, and at first, Storm is like, hey, like we shouldn't fight. And Gambit's like, dude. I don't give a fuck if they're humans. Like, we're going to fight. Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, she specifically says, we can't endanger human life. And he's like, maybe you can't. And yeah. just, just blasting which, his cards. Which starts our little theme of Gambit being somewhat of an outlaw. Yeah. I mean, we've seen pieces of it before. But this episode specifically, we really start to... He, he's a bit of a wild card. Yeah. So <laughs> for those of you keeping score at home, now we're kind of officially in the Slave Island episode portion of the uh, story here. Right. And as they're fighting these soldiers, what comes out of the trees? That's a sentinel. I thought we wiped out those overgrown dweebs. Uh-oh. There's always more gators in the bio. Now that's a fact. Now that, hey, remember when Gary John, what do you have trashed? to say about that? <laughs> you see one gator in the bayou. <laughs> you gotta assume there's a couple other gators. <laughs> now, crocodiles have um, families. They have relatives. Here's the gators, fucking thing. Alligators. 
everyone makes this goddamn mistake. And let me just say something. Oh yeah, sorry. crocodiles. I know. I immediately aren't. Yeah, gators. Right. There's only one crocodile. There are no crocodiles in the bayou. There are always more gators in the bayou. Correct. Copy that. Hundred percent. Hey, living and learning. Summer. So remember, I quit. Remember <laughs> way. <laughs> remember way way back when we first started this podcast all those years ago, and we started watching Night of the Sentinels. And at the end of Night of the Sentinels Part Two. They say, we're going to take this operation and we're going to move it overseas, Garrick and Trask in the Sentinel program. Well, I guess this is where they moved it to. Yeah. We are on an island where they are just keeping mutants. They're collecting mutants and they're having them work. And what are they building? They're building a, a dam. dam. A giant dam. Which which we'll, we'll find out what it's powering later, but... It's a power source. I'm it, really regretting that we didn't do um, Outcast Dam Dam. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, what, so what follows is is the episode Slave Island, which is largely based off of one of the first major crossovers in the X-Men universe. It was the first time that the X-Men, X-Factor, and the New Mutants were all in the same crossover storyline in a story called Extinction Agenda. Oh, cool. And in that story, um, Cameron Hodge, who we'll meet again later, uh, he sends a whole bunch of um, mutants who are uh, basically mind-controlled or... or physically like or brainwashed uh, into kidnapping mutants from Xavier's mansion and bringing them over to Genosha for the oh, same wow. purpose of building, you know, uh, working as like slave labor, essentially. Um, and then the X-Men get dispatched to go save all the mutants. And it's like this really huge storyline of all, there's the death of one of the major characters in the new mutants, Warlock. He dies in it because he gets absorbed into like Cameron Hodge, who becomes this evil cyborg monster guy. It's like really insane. And this does a pretty good job of like, kind of covering the gist of that story in the course of just one episode when it was like a nine-issue crossover series. But obviously we'll see a lot of those mutants in this episode, but none of them really take on like the context they had in the comic at the right. time. But yeah, this was one of the first like really big crossovers like that happened in 1990 that was sort of like the beginning of the end of Chris Claremont's run on it in the move that Marvel made towards more like event-oriented storytelling as opposed to the sort of like personal soapy serialized storytelling that Claremont hmm. was doing. Cool. Well, that actually brings me to this episode because they wake up in cells with a bunch of other mutants. And Andrew, I if I had to guess, I would say you know who every single one of those mutants are. Oh, yeah. I know them all. So, we, uh, we do, too. So. <laughs> so maybe we can play a little game. Andrew, you can start listing the mutants that we see. Yeah. That John and I probably don't really know who they are. And we can guess what their powers are. Yeah, sure. This is a little game John was coming up with. What do you think? Yeah, no, I like that. I like that a lot. So um, I'm not going to go in any particular order, but uh, yeah. Not necessary. So we got this One of the mutants you see is a guy who with, sort of, back on. with sort of long brown hair, uh, and he sort of has a green and white uniform on. Yeah, yeah, His yeah. name's uh, Richter. What do you think he can oh, do? He has uh, a whip and a mace. I've seen him in Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah, he's a Castlevania guy. Yeah. No, sorry, I, I should clarify. It's spelled R-I-C-T-O-R. Okay, I have so no he's idea. half raptor. <laughs> oh, He's a fucking dinosaur. He's a raptor. Uh, no, he can create vibrational waves. Uh, that was actually my next guess. The ground that, uh, you know. Oh, on the Richter scale. Richter scale, oh, yeah. Oh, that's there you go. All right, all right, next one. Next. Wolf's Bane. Um, she, she, the way she looks is she looks kind of like yeah. a wolfy monster with a sort of giant triangle head with a bunch of it's hair a, coming out. And Chitara she's, situation. She's got, she's got some wolf DNA. Yeah. Basically. Am I right? I mean, she's a mutant who turns into a wolf when she gets into heightened, like, rage and fear. I know everything. 
Hey guys, Andrew here. Real quick, two things. Uh, look, I know I screwed up Wolfsbane. That's actually not Wolfsbane. It's Feral uh, from the comic. She's a member of X-Force, sometimes goes bad. Actually, she goes bad quite a lot. Um, and then also uh, Avalanche and Richter's powers. Pretty much just uh, reversed those. So Richter's more of the Earthbender. He's kind of got a relationship with Earth. And Avalanche is the uh, vibrational wave guy. Hopefully you can find it in your hearts to forgive me. Uh, back to the show. Hey guys, not back to the show quite yet. This is Henry. Uh, Andrew just said, hopefully you can forgive him. I personally don't. We hired Andrew to be the smart guy, the smart little nerdy boo-boo boy. And now, look, he's already making mistakes. He's mistaken three people, drastically different heroes than what they are. I'm disgusted. I'm outraged. Don't know if we're going to fire him or what. Uh, maybe we're just going to beat him up a little. I'll talk to John. Okay, back to the show. Mm. Um, I'll get this next one. All right, next up, Thunderbird. I know you guys know this one. Bird that has thunder. <laughs> you, we're talking about mutants next. here, Henry. Those are the questions. <laughs> what, you think he's a guy with wings who shoots lightning bolts? Oh, you're good. Uh, honestly? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's strength and durability and uh, height and senses. All right, next up, Avalanche. Avalanche is another he, one. He can do shit with snow. No, see, I'm thinking maybe he can, like, earthbend. Basically. Nice. Yeah, basically earthbending. What does that mean? Oh, you're not an Avatar guy, huh? <laughs> Idiot. Uh, I can speak Navi. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, next up, Pyro. My hair is how I have sex, you <laughs> idiot. Wait, so what? He can, like, manipulate the ground, like, Earth? Yeah, like, the Earth and stuff. It's cool. kind of similar to Richter, except Richter's more vibrational oh, right. waves, whereas Avalanche is more, like, directly, like, Earth moving. Okay. Pyro can light his own farts on fire. That is he can do that. Awesome. That is something he could All theoretically right. do. Uh, <laughs> okay, not to be confused with Pyro, Sunfire. And I don't know if, if Pyro's actually in it or not. I think I saw a guy who kind of looked like Pyro for like a brief second. So, um, But another one that I definitely saw was Sunfire. He gets named later in the episode. Okay. Well, fire powers? Oh, you better believe it. He okay. can he can fly around and shoot fire beams out of his uh I have No, no, Sunflower's power I, I think his power is that he's voiced by a white guy and he's Asian. <laughs> oh, that's who that is. That yeah, is definitely that's rough. not a great power. His but, voice uh, was not great. But I will say one thing that the X-Men does better than most is representation. I mean, yeah. that's a major thing that was a thing with the comics. Like with the team that we currently see, they were introduced largely most of them in 1975 as right. a attempt to make the team more diverse that's when they brought in storm and and um yeah colossus i mean that's like at the height of the cold wars when they brought in freaking colossus as a superhero it's literally what the show is about and the comic is about yeah so exactly they're pretty good at it but so we yeah. got 15 out of 15 x uh, oh we got a few more left there's okay caliban is another one we're gonna do rapid fire here we go caliban what do you think henry uh, bad guy from Halloween Town. Okay. <laughs> Caliban, wasn't he in one of the movies? He was. He was in Logan. He was also yes. in Apocalypse yeah, really? briefly. Yeah. But he was in Logan. He's Stephen what? Merchant. What's he do? Oh. He can, tr he can sense other mutants and track them. And he has yellow eyes and pale white oh, skin. Oh, right. That's he, cool. He's actually a Morlock. Um, but he wasn't in that the makes more Morlock sense. episode. Uh, North Star and Aurora are two that Are they of, paired? Yeah. There's a, oh, a man yeah. and a woman who look very similar with the same black and white Wonder costume. Wonder Twins powers activate. I really thought it was the Wonder Twins. <laughs> they high-five each other. They high-five and blind So their their whole thing is like, yeah, they can fly around and they can shoot like photon beams, but like I think it's a thing where their powers, the Strucker Twins are also kind of like this, um, where their powers kind of like work better together. Um, they're a brother-sister dynamic. Dynamic. Next up, Blob. Blob. Everyone knows the fat. fucking blob. Yeah, he's a big fat boy. What else do you need? All right, Domino. He goes, hey. Domino is doing? hot, hot mama. 
Right. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, she's lucky. She's got luck. Uh, okay. She's throwing See, I don't shit. Understand. She, she's like you don't understand how luck is a power. I don't think I want to dive into this because I saw the Deadpool movie. Okay, and here's she's the deal. In that, oh, and she's right, just right. lucky. But like, w- like she has an aura of energy <laughs> around her okay. that changes the reality prob the the reality oh. probability of things happening in her own favor. Does That's that crazy. Sense? Like, like she, there's an aura I'm around. Down. Her. I mean, I'm fine with it. She's definitely rich then. Where it's like this multi-dimensional thing where she right. can like channel energy from other universes to basically make things happen in this universe that favor her. So she could like walk up to an ATM and like money will just like it'll like combust. yeah if she like concentrates her like, powers she, she can just so like, it's also based on like what she wants to happen no it's be careful what you wish for it's like the, the atm falls on a different person and their wallet falls Ooh. on their hand it's like oh shit you wanted money you got domino it. effect someone it died it's more of like uh you know like she's got a, a bad guy like there's been a big shootout and a bad guy's got a gun to her head and she's like how many bullets did you fire and then he shoots and you realize that he's out of bullets kind of a thing okay that's that's usually the form it ends up taking uh and finally our girl mystique I think we all know Mystique from the movies. Wow. Jennifer Lawrence. Perfection. Was she Rebecca that, Romaine. I do want to ask, is she that big of a character in the comics? That Or did the movies... Oh, yeah, she's huge in the comics. They blew the fuck out of her yeah. in the movies. Well, like, I mean, once they got to Jennifer Lawrence, I was like, yeah. I don't want to see her ever again. <laughs> like, it's so much Mystique, and I'm like, what is she even but doing at this in, point? In the comics, she serves as this really fascinating in-between character who's, like, sort of drawn to both sides. Sometimes she helps with the X-Men. Sometimes she helps the Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she's helping the government, even. Like, at one point, well, she's the leading, like, I the got, government yeah. mutant force, which is called, like, the Freedom Force or something. And she has like a skull belt. It doesn't make her look very <laughs> yeah. nice. At one point, she's like a spy for like the CIA and stuff. Like she's a very interesting character who's had a lot of really great storylines. She has a relationship with this other comic, or not comic, other character called Destiny in the comics, which is very intimately explored. Um, and it's like one of the first kind of uh, LGBT like relationships mm-hmm. in sort of mainstream comics. It's um, pretty crazy that we got all of those right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, right. Lo- long story short, we got all those right. All right. Our yeah, eyes yeah, sorry. Shut. Sorry. I got to stop talking X Men. Otherwise, this podcast is gonna be four hours long, and you're all gonna be asleep. No, that was awesome. That was a nice little detour we took. We're getting a little sneak peek at some mutantes. <laughs> That's mutants. <laughs> I didn't know what the in fuck in Genosha. Oh, I want to ask you guys something about Genosha. Where do you guys think Genosha is? That's Caribbean. It, uh, I believe the Beach Boys wrote a song about it. It's like Genosha. Oh, Genosha! Ooh, I'm gonna crush you to Bermuda. Genosha, come on, baby, Mosha. Okay. So next, next. Uh, it's actually in the, off the coast of Africa. In the, it, it really is. In oh. the comics, it's off the coast of Africa. It's it's right north of Madagascar. Oh, damn! Cool. Yeah, and so for some reason Storm they made it South America. This place. Yeah, you you would think, but uh, yeah, and here I guess they're just saying it's like Central America, or Latin America, Caribbean. Yeah. All right, back to the story. So the soldier guy in charge. Yeah, they're kidnapped. He explains to them that they've all got these collars on that blocks their powers. So that's why all these mutants are unable to escape. But he does make a point to say that the leader promises that you will be freed when the work is complete. As soon as you're done with this damn, look, you're all going to go. But for now, these collars are going to keep your powers locked in unless we unlock them so that you can use your powers to help us build this dam. This mysterious leader that they mentioned. And here. if you try to take the collar off, you explode. It's yeah. like Suicide Squad. Yeah. Shout out Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so immediately Storm tries to fly away. Yeah, as soon as they turn the collars off, she's like, go now! She's like, now, and they're like, what, dude? No, it's it's cool. And they immediately turn the collars back on, and then she immediately gets kidnapped yeah, and she falls into away a river. Something. Well, Jubilee tries to join Storm, and Gambit's like, no, shit, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Gambit's got it. Gambit's playing this all out in his head, and he's 15 it's steps It's almost ahead. like he's like been locked up before and kind of knows right. like you got to look at the lay of the land first and figure things He's out playing before a game. You, yeah so stormy gets captured and this guy's like kill her like immediately oh, yeah, kill yeah. her yeah and and it's trask right yeah trask walks up and he's like yeah just just kill her she's like she's gonna be an issue just just kill her and gambit steps up and he's like well no dude like her powers are actually incredible she can create like water which can Help your dam. He's like, she yeah, so she'll fill shit. up your dam in no time and get the power online faster than anyone. And yeah. Storm's like, no, knowledge is power. Don't tell them my secrets, Gambit. Which is kind of weird because like she's she literally about it. to die and she just used it. But, you know, whatever. He's just trying to save her life. Yeah, so so I think instead, they got a mandate like in, in the early nineties. They're like, you got to include some stuff that makes make kids feel like they're learning something. So they're like, just say Storm no. says knowledge is power. I guess <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yeah, you right. check that off. Um, so he's like, fine, good point. We'll lock her up, and once the dam's complete, we'll use her to to fill up, you know, the water supply, whatever. Yeah. So they lock her in a super small little dark box her starts, nightmare yeah she starts freaking out because of her claustrophobia yeah so then they they kind of get back to work for a little bit you see sunfire using his power to, yeah. to dry some concrete and then all of a sudden there's these explosions in the forest in the distance and like all the guards kind of get on alert and they send some sentinels off and they're like it's him yeah they don't really explain much further but then all of a sudden over the loudspeaker the leader's like okay guys uh we're gonna wrap up work early today good job uh go back to your cells now and they yeah. just wrap things up and throw them back in their cells. And look, it might have looked crazy that Storm was, you know, just busts out and starts immediately trying to do shit. But they have 20 minutes to tell a story. And in that moment, we learned how quickly it's dangerous in this fucking place. You can't escape. There is no way out. Even Storm, the most powerful one there, can't do it. Yeah. And how quickly they're ready to just kill her. Yes. And also, like, sentinels are everywhere. Like, you saw one, like, pop out of the river. It's like really they're just, scary. They're all over the place. I mean, if you thought the handful of sentinels that were in New York in the Night of the Sentinels were scary, this is, like, a full, a whole Ooh, island yeah. full of them. Oh, yeah. Before they go back to their cells, though, we do see Jubilee. As they're distracted by that fire in the distance, she quickly grabs a small piece of wire and slips it in her pocket. Uh, Speaking of Xavier... We're cutting back to school. Back at X Mansion. Wolverine comes back. He does a cool little pose by the door. And uh, Cyclops is like, we can't, get a, we can't get a hold of Storm. Something's up. And they're like, chill, dude. She's but on vacation. They do make a point to say, look, Storm grew up on the streets of Cairo. Yeah. She can handle herself. The second they left the X Mansion, Cyclops just picked up the phone and has been calling nonstop. This is what he's been <laughs> yeah, doing the last he's, two days. He's, he's insane. He really is insane. Report to me, please. Yeah. Uh, but I think that they decide to then go look for them just in case. Yeah. Um, and Xavier tells them to do that, and then he says this weird thing. I have some things I have to do. <laughs> All right. This is, this is important. Is Professor X supposed to seem like he's evil? Um, I don't... I don't know if it's evil, but it's like... I mean, he's definitely a mysterious figure, an en enigmatic figure. He doesn't tell them everything. No. He hasn't forever. Like, he kept Magneto a secret. He kept... But why? I don't know. I think he's, like... I think a lot of stuff for him is, like, on a need-to-know basis. He also doesn't think it's going to be, like, a global thing. Like, he didn't think Magneto was going to, like, be this massive issue. Although, that's kind of dumb because he was already on the news and, like, yeah. obviously yeah. causing shit. What if he's just gaslighting 
Cyclops into killing himself. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> like it's def- he, I mean, listen, it's definitely possible. So he's just constantly <laughs> setting him up for failure after failure yeah. and then not telling him things and then just slowly manipulating him into like just becoming a dejected leader and just giving he's like, up. You pick three people to go to Genosha so you feel like shit when they get captured. <laughs> yeah. and this is on you, Cyclops. I'm going to send them there, but it's your responsibility. It is true. Xavier really does not want to like take that is accountability kind of- for anything that's happening. He's like, you and Gene should go on that date. <laughs> gets captured and he, Professor X knows everything that's about to fucking happen he just wants to see how Cyclops handles it he's like I know the green goblins in the streets <laughs> um, so he, so Xavier's like I have some things to do and and calls Scotland yeah he calls Muir Island Moira McTaggart he's looking for Moira McTaggart on Muir Island who I wonder who that could be who the freaking heck is that well, we're not gonna find out till next episode okay yeah. Moving on, we're back on Slave Island. Oh, wait, I will say... No, do, do we moving gl- on, we're back... No, I'm joking. <laughs> did we gloss over Wolverine coming in? No, it's... it's I just a, said he, he did a cool pose. Up. What it's else like, do you need to know? No, it's right. an applause moment, though. They pause for applause. Like, he yeah, just stands definitely. there. Yeah, yeah. And I love that he comes in and he's like... He just doesn't explain anything. He's just like, yeah, I went somewhere cold. Fuck you. And also Cyclops, who is so upset about it, is just like, we're trying to reach Storm. <laughs> like, he doesn't even <laughs> care that like Wolverine's back. Yeah, um, yeah, they don't really touch on <laughs> that much, but yeah. So we're back on Slave Island. Jubilee picks her cell lock with that little piece of metal she stole, and she heads over to Gambit's cell, and she's like, "Listen, I got a plan to escape. It's gonna take everybody. All these mutants, we gotta come together, and we gotta do it. It's a perfect plan. Everything's gonna be great." Gambit, though, he's not. He's not what the that hell enthused. Are you talking about what the hell are you? Don't Jubilee, just keep your head. He's down. being don't. a little. Yeah, but he's being a little sketchy. Yeah. Like. Like, we know he's thinking. Yeah, he's, he's like, been look, scheming. you can go do that. I'm just going to do my own thing. Your immediate thought is, like, why is Jubilee the one picking locks? Obviously, Mr. Thief Boy could get himself out of here yeah. in a second. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. It's all calculated. And she also goes to all the other cells and is trying to rally those mutants. Yeah, and they she, all kind of seem indifferent at first, but then yeah. she barely makes it back well, to herself scared. before getting caught. In the same way Gambit is, they're like, dude, we can't. Like, they're going to kill us if we try to do this. Yeah, so it's no. like, we might as well just keep our heads down. We so, forgot to mention, too, that there's a mysterious leader they keep alluding to that's yeah. they're building this island for. It's the it. leader. The leader. We don't know who he is. Yeah. We just know that this island is for him, mm-hmm. and they're building a big dam to approve your leader. He just is over the megaphone. Yeah. yeah. So she she rallies these mutants. Well, she tries to rally she them. She tries. Then, we're, we're unsure how they But then feel. the security camera like catches her or something, and then the, the alarm is about to go off, and she runs back to her cell before yeah. she gets locked out. So next day she wakes up. To be fair, Jubilee's yelling that entire fucking time. Yeah. She's not being <laughs> She's running down the hall. Hey, you going to help me with tomorrow? With the mid-? Everyone's like, yeah. shut the fuck up. But then but then the next morning they get up and they get in line and all of a sudden everyone's like, look, just say when. We're right behind yeah, you. They're, we they're got ready. your back. Even and Gambit doesn't say shit. No, though. Gambit's gone. Exactly. Oh, Gambit's yeah. not in his cell. And she's like, what the heck? Like, but she took him she in the moves night. On. She's like, I don't have time for this. Like, yeah. I got a bigger mission. They just think here. they they took him in the night for some reason. Maybe some crazy experiment or well, something right, horrible. The other you know? Yeah, they saw it happen. Um, he ate a little too much gumbo, and he's on the toilet. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> um, so Jubilee gets this device that she knows can turn the collars off. Yeah, there's one guard who has the device that controls all the collars. Yeah. So if they, it, she's like, if we just jump that guard, we can get out of here. Which so they, they do. do. 
But guess and what? And it's successful. They, they, they grab it, and she gets the thing, and she's hitting the button. Oh, no. But the collars aren't turning off, and their powers are all still suppressed. Oh, my God. And it's a, I mean, it's a fucking contraption with two buttons on and off, and she's slamming that and she's off. She's slamming button. it. She's and like, she, I don't understand. This she is throws it on the ground and breaks it. And, uh, yeah, then at that point, sentinels descend, guards descend. They're all recaptured. It's uh, bad. It's bad I recognize news. this bitch. That's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> I got her ass in the first episode. But Jubilee gets taken and thrown into the cell right next to Storm, and Storm is like a mess. She's like, you can see that she she's been so- sobbing all night, and oh, she's like, man. Gambit, Gambit will save us. Oh, God. Like, she, she's yeah. lost her mind. It's really bad. And then, so we're so it's it's a little confusing. Like, why didn't this machine work? Well, we cut to Trask. Trask is presenting what all this hubbub is about, yep. and his name is Master Mold. If you thought the Sentinels were big, imagine one that's like five times bigger than all those Sentinels. And he, guess what? He's sitting down. He's just sitting, he's chilling. He's sitting on his little throne. And he's, and he's, got, he's got his little easy-bake oven in the middle of his yep. stomach just cranking out Sentinels. Real Krang vibes. Oh, totally, yeah. They've, they've, they've basically taken the entire Sentinel building process and put it inside of another Sentinel, so then that way they can make their operation completely mobile wherever they need to take it at yeah. any given point. You're it's saying this is terrifying. a good idea. You seem to be on board. Oh, yeah, I'm saying from an, investor, from an investor perspective, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is a radical leap forward in Sentinel-making technology. Right. Just but, put it in a fucking rocket or something. Why but, is it going to be in well, a Sentinel? The, well, you'll see his downfall later, but he <laughs> is plugged in. Yeah. Trask, so worth noting, to, he's definitely plugged in. They need Trask to figure out. Trask and Gyrick, though, they're like, you know, we've been wondering what they've been up to since we left the, yeah. since they left New York to come over here, and, well, this is it. Yeah, Trask is basically presenting this master mold to Gyrick, the leader, who walks in with Cameron Hodge. Yep, which you might recognize has the same name as Beast's lawyer. Um, yeah, what the heck? So in the <laughs> comics, we I, we mentioned this in that episode, but in the comics, like, Cameron Hodge is a character who starts off as the X-Men lawyer, but you find out is actually evil and is working for this, like, evil, like, human rights organization to basically dismantle the X-Men from within, and he basically turns them into, like, public enemy number one over time, and this this leads into, like, the very first Apocalypse storyline, and then eventually Cameron Hodge is believed dead, but you find out he's actually alive, and he's been kept alive with a cyborg body, and that's that's when he's in Extinction Agenda, he has this, like, it's Cameron Hodge's head with, like, a cyborg body. Um, I need to sleep. <laughs> Must sleep. But in this, it seems like they were just like, yeah, I just guess the kidding. Beast Lawyer's Hodge, and this is just a different guy whose name is Cameron Hodge. So. We get to meet wait, the- Wait, wait. It's not supposed to be the same guy? If it is, they've completely ignored a ton of storytelling along the way. Yeah, because we- I mean, that is the sick. same guy. Like, we see- I mean, we'll see if they address it at yeah, any point. Yeah, that's interesting. But like, at, at no point during this episode is it ever addressed that mm. you know okay. he's Beast's lawyer. Hey, right. X Men writers, you got time to fix this? <laughs> In the first episode of X Men '97, they're like, "Do you remember Cameron?" Hodge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he was our lawyer, and he turned evil, but we never talked about. Well, it. there was actually a reason, though. <laughs> you know something that makes me sick to my stomach? Tell me. It's when you guys earlier said that Storm's crazy and that she. You know, she's saying something loony when she says that Gambit is going to be the one to save them. That's not crazy. It's just fucking right. Oh, no, I don't mean she's wrong. I just mean that... I'm sick. You see her, like, shaking in her cell, and she's, like, got sweat and tears running down her face while she says it. That's... Yeah. I mean, that's her last hope, right? She thinks all hope is lost except She doesn't say Cyclops is going to save me. Well, because Gambit's there. No, no, it's because Gambit's the most capable of saving (laughs) after Storm. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, no shit. You think Jubilee's going to... Well, actually... Whoa. She almost does. Don't judge a but here's chili the fry reason by a cover. Why she didn't. So in the middle of their little board meeting uh, between uh, Trask, Gyrick, Leader, and, and Hodge... Uh, and by the way, the Leader is dressed like a colonial, like, judge. He's oh, yeah. Like, I, let's just say it. He looks like he's out of the Patriot. I, I got to point out, this is a completely fictional character. Well, obviously, oh, is it's it a really? fictional character, but it's it made up for the show. This oh. character does not exist in the comics. There's guys okay. who look like him who are, Can't like... imagine why. ...who make up the leadership of Genosha <laughs> in the comic, but uh, they're not, like... There isn't, like, a leader character or whatever. They, I mean, they thought hard about the name of this character. <laughs> Well, yeah. there is a comic a villain called the leader, but he's it's more of like, like a Hulk bad Hulk, guy. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, they reveal they're like, well, hey, there was a mutant uprising today, but we allowed it to happen just to crush their spirits, and we were able to crush it because one of their own told on them, and they reveal who it is, and it's our boy Gambit. Evil eyes ratted them out. The most evil he's ever looked. Yeah, and we're like, what the heck? He would never do something like that. Can we just talk about? It sucks that we never buy that Gambit's evil for a second, and they could have convinced us that he was. I, I bought it. No, I bought it. I Did completely you really? bought it. Hook, yeah. yeah, because he's being sketchy the entire episode. He is, but there's also he undercuts it with moments where he's like, "Don't put, Sto- don't kill Storm because she has powers you can use." He gave himself away yeah, there. Yeah, but think about, but think about what he said. She, he can help you. Like, why would Gambit? Well, I guess it is her life or. I'm just saying, you, you heighten that moment where he's about to kill humans, and you're like, damn, is Gambit off his shit? Like, you would right. think that he's bad. Right. Yeah. Instead, I, I don't know. I'm glad you guys thought that he was evil for a second. I'm but. putting on my 12-year-old brain yeah. when I watch this show. and it's, Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. It's possible. And also, just like from, from a visual sense, he comes out of the shadows, and they're like, you'll never guess who betrayed their fr- his friends. And it's like him just looking really evil and he's like i hate the x-men they've done nothing for me they don't respect me they're just using me the same way you guys are the same way everyone uses people like us and they buy that you know to john's point for some reason (laughs) because there is a chance that he's just like you know trying to get on the inside so they start they they transport Gambit back to a prison. Yeah, they they take him away they say look thanks for your work Gambit we'll give you an extra card deck for your troubles yep but while they're on this transport Taking him back, he asks them if they want to see a card trick. Oh, very nice of you. Already being a nice bad guy. The guys are like, absolutely. Yeah, cool, dude. <laughs> sure. Oh, dude. Flips all the cards up in the air. He I guess he messed up the trick or something. Because they just fly <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and he uh, causing ju- the distraction he needs. He jumps out of the transport, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, my favorite. Yes, I'm so glad. Somebody comes out of the forest. And blows up the transport. And while I couldn't find the cable theme from the <laughs> no, X-Men this is episode, just as good, yeah, if not better. This is very I mean, similar. No, it's definitely and what the they were same going idea. for. I, I was gonna say, I, I feel like there's a lot of the music in this show is directly inspired by the Terminator soundtrack. Yeah, it's true. Like the style of the action, like uh, makes sense. Yeah. And then Cable, the Wild Man of Borneo, comes out of the woods and introduces himself. The cool d- dude's got a huge gun. A gun that just seems to, if you shoot something, it combusts. Yes. No matter it what just, it is. It charges up with energy and then explodes. What's his power, Andrew? Tell us. Wait, 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 wait uh, we know. We know. Do we? It's a complicated question. Yeah, because... I don't think I want to answer this until he's a, a future episode. Yeah, he's a mystery. I don't really want to get into Cable until a future episode. But, I mean, we could talk about him in the context of this one. Because I mean, as now, of right now, he's looking for the leader. Yeah, because when Cable, after Cable gets introduced, he basically says, "Hey, you know, he helps. He gives Gambit a key, 
Yeah. Helps him go on his way. And, and then like, we hear a little like voiceover yeah. from who was it? The was it Trask or Gyrick? It's but one one of those guys. One I of have a little members. clip that he can they'll walk you through it. Who is this man? The one the leader is so afraid of. His name is Cable. An American, apparently. Oh. He was a mercenary in the leader's army until he found out the leader wasn't the champion of democracy he claimed to be. Okay. We're not sure, but we suspect he's a mutant. Ooh. So he threw his wages back in the leader's face and took to the hills to start a revolution. Cable lives by his code, but he will not live long. Sounds like a cool guy to me. Yep. Bum, 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 bum. But I love that they, yeah, like they know he's a mutant, but they don't really know what he can do, and it. We don't really get a sense of what he can do either, other than he just has a really cool gun that sh- explodes Yeah, literally. Things. He comes out of the woods, saves Gambit, which is cool to begin with, and then he hands him the key for the collars, yep. the mutant-suppressing uh, collars, and uh, pretty much runs towards the factory where Trask and all the bad boys yeah. are. And now it's Gambit's time to shine. This is kind of the first... We know he's good now. Yeah. This episode is, I think, really the first big Gambit episode where we get to yeah. see what, like, who he is, what, what value he brings to the team, how he's different from all the other mutants. Because he runs in and he immediately staves, saves Storm and Jubilee uh, using you know the, the keys. And he starts they start freeing all the other mutants, too. Yeah. Gambit throws Jubilee over his shoulder and says something weird about like for her girl that sweats so much Damn it. you're really okay, not look, losing Gambit, weight yeah, <laughs> right so when he's on top he blows it yeah. she's like fuck you asshole yeah he like jubilee so storm is like super grateful that gambly or that gambly gambolina is my if name they ever, <laughs> if they ship, ever yeah. get in a relationship <laughs> gambly <laughs> The storm is super grateful that Gambit saved them, but Jubilee is like pissed at him. She like doesn't even want to go with him, so he just yeah he just grabs her and yeah. then he throws a card at the wall while they're running through the forest, and she's like, "Put me down." She's still a little confused. She's been through a lot of uh, twists and turns over the last couple episodes, and she doesn't know who to believe. No. So yeah, we cut to Hodge, um, who is sort of talking to the leader, and he says, uh, "Ask him about the callers." And the leader says that they were invented by a scientist in Scotland, a true genius. Could it be oh, the same scientist that Xavier is off to see? Oh, McTag. shit. I didn't even put that together. Guess we might find out. I missed that. I'm a bad podcaster. We just might find out. Mr. McTag. <laughs> Cut that. Cut that out. They get word that... <laughs> no, we're leaving it in. Yeah. They get word that Gambit uh, freed some of the mutants, and then all of a sudden, Boom! Cable comes busted in with his guns blazing. There's explosions everywhere. He's running through the factory, shooting every sentinel in sight, blowing up every single thing in sight. He cuts the power to the building. He's a a soldier. Master Mold is in the middle of making one of the sentinels when it gets disrupted, and then that sentinel just gets like... Wait, no, that's actually sick. Yeah. It like the Sentinel gets like half created and it turns into this like like a Terminator angry oh yeah Terminator what is that? Sentinel. It's a small Sentinel. It's though. smaller and it's faster. And I was like, dude, make more of those. Yeah. It just starts chasing like Cable specifically and just trying to hunt him down. And they kind of get in this one v one fight for a second, and then like the ceiling just collapses on it and it's over. And I'm like, uh, yeah. okay, I uh, guess. Well, fuck, I forgot about one of my favorite parts is when they definitely have some inside jokes in this one where they're fucking around and just making things funny. 
Especially if they like making Sentinels look stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Sentinel oh, yeah, falls off sure. a cliff and it's like, initiate rocket boot, and it explodes before it can <laughs> and even And his fit. head just comes off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, for most of the rest of this episode, it's like all mutant action. It's mutant versus robots, yeah. mutants versus people. You see Storm flying in with her lightning blasting. Oh, yeah. You know, Gambit grabs a whole bunch of screws and charges them up and throws that them at a Sentinel. Cool. Like, there's yeah, so much. Yeah, but before much- he does that, he says... Monsieur Sentinel! And then chucks those bolts out. Jubilee takes it on herself to free most of the mutants. Um, I mean, like, this whole battle is just, like, awesome. And you also get to see a different side of these mutants where, you know, obviously you have the X-Men side of it where they're trying to be good and not kill people. But then you see Blob, who's about to, like, kill someone before Storm intervenes and is like, no, we don't kill. Yeah. Well, a little sneak peek of where Blob might end up. On the wrong end of history. Oh, man. I guess we'll see. But, yeah, Gyrick is inside, and everything is falling apart. And he's like, I'm going back to Washington. So it's like, okay, so you were in New York. Then you you decided yeah, to move yeah. over here when that didn't work out. Oh, now you're just going to go back. We're burning through story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're crushing. Yeah, cruising through story, baby. Storm, uh, Storm goes Max Ultra and uses... Um, I summon the Yes, summons the full power of the storm. And she like single-handedly destroys a dam, just destroying this thing. I mean, that's she's flooding it. Insane. Yeah, insane power she's, that we're seeing. Yeah, but and as it, it breaks and, and destroys, out. oh yeah, no, she it, passes out with the full power of the storm, and Rogue catches her before she falls in the water. Wait, luckily. wait, what? Yeah, where's Rogue? Oh, because meanwhile, the X Men have been on their way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> Reveal. But yeah, so the fl- the factory gets flooded, and Master Mold's like, well, got to get out of here. Uh, but Stands up. Master Mold stands up. <laughs> and then we look down, and his leg is plugged into the wall and says out loud, I'm still plugged in. To no one. He just <laughs> says it to himself. Moments before the whole place just gets yeah. destroyed with water. Um, so they need to figure out a, a like a charge system for these Sentinels. Uh, so that, or for, I guess, Master Mold. The Master Mold technology is not at its peak yet. No, they really should have gotten that figured out before. Yeah, 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 yeah. I so say- he's just dead? We met Master Mold and... I mean, they can make a new one. Unless they make a new one. But But he's dead for sure. Yeah, I guess he's dead. They made a lot of headway. That's probably probably for the best. I mean, there's a lot of Sentinel (laughs) types. You know, you have like Nimrod. You got Master Mold. I mean, there's a whole bunch of Can't wait to meet Nimrod. Oh, dude. That's not a real person. Ricky do that. (laughs) Nimrod is one of the most evil. Ooh. Well, also morally complicated uh, Sentinel villains. But More evil than two leaders sitting in a limo saying, have you ever been to Switzerland? <laughs> to evil, gentlemen. Because <laughs> that's what happens next. Yeah, they're, they're getting out of there. The they're leader escaping. and Hodge are on their way out, and he asks him if you've ever been to Switzerland for some reason, and then Cable pops out again. He's one step ahead every time. He's just standing in front of the car, and instead of running him over, well, they can't because he blows up the car. Blast the car. It combusts like everything else. They managed to jump out just before. Yeah, but this is the this is the weirdest part to me. Of this episode. And it's a pretty weird episode. You're wondering what the card trick was. <laughs> <laughs> so they jump out and Cable's like, gotcha, boys. And then the flood that that storm created... Gets all of them. Just takes them all away. But Cable sees it coming, looks at it, and just kind of chuckles. He's awesome. And yeah. just t- it just takes them out. He's like, let's go. He so, loves the chaos. I don't know what's going to happen there, but I can't, wait, I can't to, wait to find out. Can't wait to catch up with Cable down the road. Yeah, exactly. But is he even alive? Or did he just give his own life to get rid of bad guys? Because that'd be pretty cool. I mean, either <laughs> way, it would pretty... actually be pretty cool, too. 
Yeah, either way, it's pretty fucking badass. Cable's awesome. Yeah. So everything Cyclops touches goes to shit. No, right? because Cyclops finds everybody right now in the jet and picks them up. You could argue this is all Gambit's fault. Rogue <laughs> Gambit, bailed out early. If Gambit didn't want to go on vacation, shit. none of this would have happened. Oh, they wouldn't no. have gotten stormed. But you're they forgetting w- the key point that Professor X is the one that sent them there because he's the oh, evil fuck. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. wait. And on. actually, though, if if Gambit didn't want to go here, they would have Master Mole would have kept creating Sentinels. They probably would have had a massive mm-hmm. army by now. No, it would have taken a lot longer though because they didn't have Storm's ability to you know fill the dam. And they didn't pass. use Storm's ability. They locked her away. Well, what I'm saying is, like, their whole thing was, like, they were going to get everything, like, up and running. Like, this was all, like, very much in production. Podcast right? is over. I was right. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, they all get picked up in the in the jet. Cyclops picks them up. They go back to school. But wait. Well, no. Wait, Cyclops whoa, whoa. picks up a fucking microphone. He's like, Professor X, come in, please. I miss you. Hey, boss. The dad yeah. boss. I mean, uh, Professor X. Please look at me. And Please tell me I'm a good not, son. He's not coming through on the radio. Why is that? Uh oh, he's getting nothing. Getting absolutely. The school is destroyed. I repeat, the school is destroyed. Here's a fun little. You guys don't even care. Wait, sorry. Wait. Going. I was oh, looking at my notes because we did miss something. <gasps> a key exchange between Jubilee and Gambit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Jubilee basically apologizes to him, and she's like, "Look, I knew you'd oh. never be a traitor." And Gambit just responds, Psh, "You don't know that." Yeah. One of the coolest. He's like, I might be tricking you right now, and you wouldn't even know it. Yep. I kind of think he's, he's like, teaching her a lesson. Don't think you ever know what Gambit's thinking. Gambit, and also people in general. He's yeah. like, that's like his creed, I think. He's like, don't, well, not his don't trust anyone. Thing, but he's like, don't trust people. You like, don't know. That's Gambit's whole thing is like self reliance. Because like every turn of his life, he's mostly been betrayed by people. Or, and he's you know, an outcast. His charm is at level 10. His card tricks are at level zero. <laughs> <laughs> Bad at card tricks. <laughs> yeah. Not great. But you know what? Life don't get much better than this. <laughs> and he's yeah, that's, he's part of the school. How he's, I feel watching two Gambit episodes. Right. Well, they well, it's gonna get a lot worse because they go back to their home and the whole thing is destroyed. It's in pieces. It's on fire. It's burning. Xavier's on fire, screaming. Just kidding. We don't know what's up with him, but it is a little weird that he called Moira McTaggart. Yeah, he must be gone. We hope he's gone. I hope he's gone. There's a fun bit of trivia in the Eric Leewald's book. Oh, yeah. tell us. Uh, previously on that, they were struggling to get the animation done in time to release these episodes. Mm. So every episode obviously ends with a to be continued and something that connects to the next one. This one they weren't ready to air the next episode because uh, it wasn't done. So they had a different ending originally for oh. this. They show up at X Mansion and have like a, a normal talk. Oh, okay. And then like it was a couple weeks off, and they come back and the X Mansion is destroyed at the beginning of that episode. Mm. So. And then later they add it. So every version we see now, the X-Mansion is destroyed because they had time to... Oh, wow. Yeah. So the original one that aired yep. did not have... Oh, that's interesting. Well, it, So that plays into... So on Disney+, Plus, the episode that comes after this is an episode that has nothing to do with the X-Mansion. Oh, shit. It just picks up on a completely different thing. That's exactly thing. why. So this is going to get us... This is going to get us into our next... What the next episode's about. So... There's a two. That's interesting. There's yeah, sort of a one and two parter, but this then is a programming update. After that, there after the next two episodes on Disney Plus, there's an episode called The Unstoppable Juggernaut. That's the episode that's supposed to be right after this because that episode opens with the X Mansion destroyed and the X Men check it out and we'll get into. Do you know it. what episode that is? What it's number? episode ten, I believe. Is it really? It, oh my god! So we're be, watching that next. So that's okay. so yeah, we're going to be watching that episode next. It's going to be a solo episode. Okay. Uh, I don't think there's Juggernaut. any other times we'll be hopping around. I think that's the. 
That's at the, least this season. Oh, buddy, man. Not, th- a lot. not this season, but yeah, on Disney Plus, there's like a ton of episodes that are completely out of order and in the wrong place. And for uh, reasons I don't know, but a lot of people online have gone through to sort of put them in the right order. And we're going to be doing this podcast in the correct chronological storytelling order. So we'll let you know when we're jumping around like we are right now. Let's rank. What's our... Uh, Cold Vengeance. What's first. our rating system here on this one? For Cold Vengeance, we got to go Barrels of Fish or I uh, think we Baskets put, of Fish. I put a lot of stock in fish stories. Fish stories? Right. Bags right. and bags of fish. That's what we're going to rate this bad boy bags with. Bags of fish. All right. How According many? to IMDB.com, okay. Cold Vengeance, what do you guys think it's ranked out of 10? It's a 7.9. 7.8. Holy shit. Nice. That's good. That was I'm really good. good. Nicely done. I don't think I'd go that high on it, to be honest. Whoa. With you. Really? Oh, see, I like it. I like those Western kind of like bad guy goes out and he's like trying to escape his past, but his past catches up with them and he just can't get away. I mean, I love that. I I do think. It's a little weak. It's weak <laughs> because they, they use that, uh, you know, that huge like white savior indigenous trope <laughs> yeah, thing. Not like great. the dances with wolves, last of the Mohicans thing. It's like, okay, you know, that's been seen a billion times. But I before. will say he doesn't like make their lives that much better. Like they're still good. Yeah. Keywalk was still awesome. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it could be worse. I just mean, but like, I hear what you're from saying. a storytelling perspective, <laughs> yeah, right. it's like, it was very predictable, right? Yeah. But you're like, saying that definitely. in retrospect, if you think about it as this is the seventh episode that you've seen Wolverine. You love him after this. It is true. Like th- that this, episode, and I hate Sabretooth. I did yeah, love that it was for Wolverine harder than ever. Now I loved that it was a like singular character focused episode. Like that was yeah. really cool. It's the first one we've really had where it's just been a, kind of about one guy, um, right. Wolverine. Well, okay. Who wants to rate first? I'll go with the. I'm going to go with the six. Wait, we can't do points. You know, I'll go seven. Flat seven. I do uh, eight bags of fish. Seven bags, eight No bags. Gambit. Oh, no, Gambit isn't this technically. He's barely in it. Okay. Yeah, he, so you the, can rate this. the plot of the going fairly. to check out your notes. He just gets in there to, to fuck with Cyclops a little bit. So I'm between. I, I'm actually between a seven and eight bagger. Um, hmm, This is tough. I'm going to go seven just so it brings the average down a bit because I don't think this should be super high, but it is an important it episode. It remains our second highest rated episode. Okay, that's good. It should be. Yeah. Seven. Seven bags of fish. Yep. Now moving along to Slave Island. Slave Island. Want to take a guess on IMDb? Are we hold on? Are we doing bags of fish on this episode? No. Hell we, yeah. We got to do. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think we might have to change. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well. No. Okay. No bags of fish for Slave Island. Let's do um, mutant sentinels. Col- mutant collars. Sentinels. Master molds. Whoa. Um, Card tricks. Card cards. Let's cards. do cards. cards for Gambit. Okay. For Gambit. For our first Gambit centric heroic storyline. Yeah. Uh, rating on this one is going to be an eight. Just tell me if you think it's higher or lower. Higher, higher for sure. Lower. What? Oh damn! I think that's wrong. I think that's wrong too. Then it's a seven point two. Seven point six. Mm. Oh okay. No, 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 I not mean, that it's much point lower. two lower. It's not that bad. Okay. Um, I'll not- I'll go flat out eight cards on it because I think it it does a lot to they take one of the first big crossovers, uh, major crossovers between three of these different, you know, iterations of X-Men and cram it into this show where we've just met them and they actually do it, like, really well. That's Um, a good way of thinking about it. However, now that I think about it next to the Wolverine one... Yeah, you gotta look at it as a solo thing, right? I I, kind of like the Wolverine one more. 
But, I, but that's but, because you like Wolverine more see, than for yeah, me, maybe. But I, <laughs> I like Slave Island more because it, there's more twists and turns, and there's a lot more. I mean, obviously, having it's a bigger get, to like the actual universe. Yes, into the overall story, and it, it wraps up stuff I'm from the very about first it, episode. I'm thinking about it like, is this? Do we just like it because of that? Like, is this just like how do you grade Infinity War as an actual movie, or just like? a big cool thing that incorporates everybody. I don't know. But man. I think Slave Island does both. Like it does a really good job of we're wrapping up some earlier threads, but we're also introducing like cable, for example, like mm-hmm. a completely new yeah. Yeah. side of this universe. And we're also seeing the X-Men at like kind of an all time low that we've seen them at. Okay. I wanna say I wanna say seven cards. What do you what do you got? I'm going eight. All right. Eight cards. You convinced me. I'm going nine cards, I think. Wow. I think this is a nine carder. Wow. Look, in simplest terms, it made me love Gambit. Yes. Like, it it made me like him a lot more than I did. He's so much different than everyone else. He's a wild card, no pun intended. Hey. Yeah. And we yeah, for the first time we really get to see why and how how he operates and like how he thinks about things. And it makes you love Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> Going from Cyclops and Night of the Sentinels to Cyclops now, because like I remember all of us in Night of the Sentinels, yeah. like holy shit, he's a badass, he's a troubled leader, blah, blah blah. But then over the course of these last six or seven episodes, he's just kind of made like one mistake after another after another, and his teammates have constantly kind of been showing him up a bit. You got to think yeah. about all that solar energy he's been storing up for these seven episodes. He's fixing the bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Uh... <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now, right now, our top three episodes rating wise are Night of the Sentinels, part one and two, followed by Cold Vengeance and then Slave Island. So, okay. or sorry, followed by so, followed by Slave Island and then Cold Vengeance. Right. You think we're being too nice? No, 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 I think. I think so. I just think it's I mean, gone you gave off. episode zero, so no, I don't think yeah, they you were did. being too <laughs> Magneto and Deadly Reunions both got zeros. They're not you. even on the list because of you. You put Gambit in a Speedo, <laughs> I'll give it a 20. <laughs> True. Right. Wait, should I change Captive Hearts then to <laughs> you got you gave it a twenty? Wait, that's true. We know Gambit has fucking beach attire. I yeah, we've he, seen it. Oh wow, big missed opportunity. You know what would be a sick vacation costume is his speedo, like he was wearing, yeah. and sunglasses, and the jacket Ooh, over okay. that. They should have had him wearing a that at the Timothy airport. Chalamet, yeah, if you will. Timote Chalamet. All right, folks. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> we got the unstoppable juggernaut coming at you hot. Oh, it's going to be good, I think. Who knows? I haven't seen it. I love you so much. I hope you like me. I'm Henry. I'm Andrew. I'm John. I do. We did it.